Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. SNL Pete Davidson's apology and Ariana's diss, Hollywood stars evacuate as California's wildfires rage and Trump rage tweets, Bohemian Rhapsody's gay debate, plus it's Satan versus Netflix Sabrina. All this and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for November 11, 2018. I'm Joseph Kapsch in for Alina Vision, announcing myself Joseph Kapsch. <laughs> Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am just going to tell viewers I'm having separation anxiety. Hi, Alina. Alina, my co-host, is not with us uh, today because she's got another engagement. We miss her. And just before I introduce my two guests, I want to take a moment. Obviously, um, everyone's seen on the news, uh, the California wildfires are raging. We want to send our thoughts, our prayers our gratitude to the first responders that are working feverishly to put these out. The last I heard, it was 20% contained, I believe. Yeah. And um, it's obviously we'll get to it a little bit later in the show about the actual Hollywood stars that were directly affected by it. So our prayers, our thoughts to everyone affected by the California wildfires. Also, happy Veterans Day. Just want to salute and honor all of the brave men and women that serve us so um, bravely um, year to year, and those have served us in the past and sacrificed for the country. That being said, I want to introduce my panel. Joining Meet the Hollywood Press today is Monica Fink, producer for E and Extra. Yes. You've been killing it on the red carpet yes. there. Some, some, what are some of the latest red carpet ones you've hit? Some big ones. We did. We did some good ones with Jake Gyllenhaal, Jamie Dornan. Yeah, I about saw the Jamie baby. Dornan one. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Killing it. Tiffany Haddish. A little history here. Me and Monica worked together when we were just, God, I'm not going to age us that much, but young, young kids, we worked together for about, what, five years at Access As, Hollywood. Yes. So we have a lot of history Lots here. of history. Thank you for coming. Yes, thanks for having me. Also joining us is Umberto Guida. Got it. Is, got it. I, got, <laughs> I was asking him, I was asking, how do you pronounce the name? I want to make sure I get it right. Um, he is a host and producer for um, LATV Networks, right. The Zoo. Yeah. And also, you've said another show. But well, it's like, also Latin Nation. It's a syndicated show. Um, airs nationally in LA. Uh, shows KCAL, uh, Channel 9, Saturdays at Midnight. And yes. it does kind of like a docu-series on Latinos in entertainment and sports. And then The Zoo. Tell viewers and our listeners. Well, it's a talk show, um, kind of like this is a panel discussion, uh, yeah. English language but Latino driven, so just trying to put a Latino stamp on entertainment, pop culture, sometimes we get into politics, that kind of thing, and you can check it out locally, Channel 31, every day at 5 and 8. Got it. And just um, our commitment uh, to diversity at Meet the Hollywood Press, you're also um, Latina, correct? I'm Latina, yes. Yes. This so. is the Latina episode. It's a spicy Meet the Hollywood Press. Okay, so let's get to it. There's a lot to cover now. So last night, um, SNL, Pete Davidson. So basically last week, um, as we all saw, he offended a lot of people during Weekend Update when he um, um, basically mocked a Navy SEAL named Dan Crenshaw. He's a newly elected uh, representative to Congress, and he had lost his eye in combat. And so it was kind of like a really poor joke, 
poor taste, poor, which was surprising that producers and, and not one person before they he actually did that had said maybe this is not a good idea to make fun of a veteran. Um, uh, but he, they, he did. He got massive backlash. Everybody piled on. So this week, um, in true SNL fashion, he apologized, but with a twist. So I want to run the uh, clip, and then we'll come back and talk on it on the other end. You think? <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Dave Prentzer, everyone, thank you so much for coming. Thanks for making a Republican look good. Oh, you gotta stop saying that. You've been saying it all day. Please, look, I just wanted to say uh, for people that don't know, uh, the reason you're wearing an eye patch right now is that you lost your eye to an IED in Afghanistan during your third combat tour. And uh, I'm sorry. Thank you, Pete. I appreciate you saying that. So we good? We're good. Apology accepted. Just keep breathing. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like my phone's ringing. You're going to answer that? No, and I'm just going to let it ring because that's rude to answer. Let's just let it go to voicemail. No, it's cool. <laughs> Well, oh, do you know her? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that is funny. All right. So last week uh, I made a joke about a picture of you, and I feel like uh, it would only be fair if you got me back and made fun of a picture of me. Does that sound okay? I I don't really need to do that. No, come on. I I deserve it. All right, I'll do it. Please. All right. (laughs) And now, first impressions with Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw. (laughs) Thanks, Colin. This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. <laughs> Not bad. So there, we're even. All right. Hold on, well, one more. This is. All right. All right. He looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm. Okay, coming back in from that yeah. now. Okay, so what were you, Monica? What were your first thoughts when you saw that? Well, at first he started with like how much his mom hated him too. What yes. a big dick he was too. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But then for him to come on was great. Was it was great. perfect. And to see them apologize and move on, like, hey, we can move on. Keep it going. Umberto, what did you think though last week when the backlash was so swift? Do you think that that was again um, warranted for that joke, or again we live in a hypersensitive? I think it's culture. a little bit of both. Okay. But I'll tell you what about. I, it's usually I roll my eyes when I read about someone's public apology because I feel they're a little forced and insincere. However, yes. I think even though the joke backfired on Pete Davidson, a lot of things are pe- backfiring on Pete Davidson the, the, uh, yes. these days. <laughs> but I thought that was a cool apology because the guy was sitting next to them. Um, you know, it's it's it, a Republican also on SNL. There was a little bit of a coming together, you know, like like yeah. anybody could watch that clip and feel good about it. So I thought that was cool. I thought it was great. Well, Dan and Dan Crenshaw, even after the um, when they started covering it all across news, even cable news last mm-hmm. week, Dan Crenshaw had gone on like either MSNBC or CNN and actually had ex- had already said that he understood it was a bad joke and did forgive. I thought he really has a future if yeah. he ever wanted it. Uh, he's like, actually the funniest Republican. He was so Intentionally funny. funny. Yes, intentionally <laughs> funny. For the right reasons. Yeah. Funny for the right reasons. Yeah. But I thought uh, he had excellent comedic timing. Yeah. So but I really think, again, SNL, as, as old and long-running as the show is, they've never ceased to amaze me at how innovative because mm-hmm. just to sort right. of bring him on the show. Because right. I was kind of wondering like all week, like when was Pete going to apologize? When was he going to... Mm-hmm. And it was because they had this cooked right. up. Yeah. Right. So he had to wait a whole week getting piled on on, on social media yeah. for other things, too, which we're going to get to my transition now. 
So Ariana, who we saw in that skit, who, uh, for those who living under a rock don't know, he, they had a short engagement and were um, supposed to be married and they had just separated. She released a song, Thank You, Next, um, and almost on the heels of when Pete um, did promos a couple weeks ago, uh, poking fun at the breakup. Mm-hmm. And I think she was not happy about it. Mm-hmm. Although I think to myself, did she write the song that quickly and then get it out, or did, was the song on the shelf? Or, but anyway, the song came like right, right. after. Right. She hasn't spoke much about what the song is, but it's very clear in the lyrics, which I'm going to sample a little uh, audio for you guys right now. Thank you. So in the thing, she says, she's like, wish I could say thank you to Malcolm, who is Mac Miller. So when she's saying, like, her ex, she's talking about him. But then there's pieces in here. You know how, obviously, the Internet and all the celebrity sites like to um, uh, ruminate on who it was about. But she said something about, like, him being, I guess, where was it at? She said that he was basically, like, um, she's glad it's over, in other words. I'm, But she's grateful for... Mac Miller, it's she, he's his angel. Monica, what did you make of that song when it came out? Because it's like it's a debate of whether it's a, she doesn't want to say it's a diss track. She was on Ellen. She got very embarrassed about talking about it when she asked about Pete. What, what's your opinion? I mean, I think she's thanking him for probably lessons learned. That's okay. what I think. That's okay. like thank you for the relationship. I learned from it, but now I moved on to the next relationship. Now I'm moving next. What's next? Yeah. I mean. With Pete Davidson, though, I mean, she did throw him in there. So did she go back and retrack it before? Because she tracked him in the beginning. I, th- I think she probably added that maybe at the she last second. She probably added it in. Cause she oh, added yeah, now it I in. listen and laugh. Even almost yeah. got married. And for Pete, I'm so thankful. Yeah. Okay, so she's thanking him for the lessons. Yeah. So, so it's not really a diss. I don't think it's a diss. I think she's just like, thanks for loving me, but I, it didn't work out. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you, next. Next. Well, well I'll, say, I'll say this. You know what this represents, though? I think that both of them, um, you know, uh, they, they are, are maturing. Because yeah. when you have that big breakup, I think that's one of the yeah. biggest growing phases in your life. And I think she's showing that by, first of all, think, she probably started writing that to thank Mac. And then when this happened, she felt like putting a Putting you know, Pete, Pete in. in. Yeah. And so my the thing that I really respect and I've noticed, I think she's really blossomed into mm-hmm. like what a respectable. Because remember with the donuts when she got in so much trouble yes. for licking the donut Lickin'. and making fun of like overweight people in America. Yeah. Right, right. When you think about how since her concert got tragically like bombed and then how she did the – went back there, did mm-hmm. the con- – this, when I was looking at this year for Ariana Grande, it's both been a year of ultimate highs and lows. But I do, what I like about her is you look at the, she has learned from everything that's happened in the press or like a past relationship she, through the actions of how she deals mm-hmm. with the next kind of like right. uh, dust up. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I think that's where it's hard to, um, certain celebrities you see making the same mistakes over and over mm. and like 20 mistakes in they're not. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I do because she, after Mac Miller's death, she took time for herself. She canceled yeah. her tour. She canceled uh, engagement she was on. And I think that was yeah. really good. I mean, she had some really big engagements that she had committed to. Yeah. And she's like, nope, I can't do it. I have to take care of myself, which I think is the first thing you need to do mm-hmm. in this business. Absolutely. And, and she learned the biggest, most valuable lesson that any successful woman needs to know. Never date a comedian. 
Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's true. It's very hard. Although she holds her own. Because the, yeah. the, what was it? Um, hold on. I was looking in the one article here really quickly. So when she when he first did the um, the bit that she was like pissed about, she did tweet that night immediately and then erased it. And she said something about like making fun of him about relevancy. Hold oh, on. Oh yeah, like you want to keep it relevant? Yeah. Huh? Like yeah. yeah. And huh? then she deleted. Yeah. She's pretty quick. Whether yeah. she's got like a team of people around her because she's always got a little posse with her. Right. Who knows if it's like her own wit? I think she's super talented. I love the girl, and I think she's weathered a lot of tragedy this year. She yeah. definitely has. Is there any other final thoughts before we move on? I think she's just teaching girls to move on. Like yeah. you can learn from relationships. You don't have to be committed so much all the time and you know what everybody brings a little piece of something with them the title is interesting though because is there a little sarcasm in the thank you yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah like is. thank you and then of course next next yeah. so um the other thing uh, that we should mention this may be her first number one uh billboard yes, uh which is kind of crazy to me that Ariana's never had a number one song. Oh. I know. As much as she. Do you think she's going to get upset about the SNL playing on their phone? No, I think she would think that's funny. <laughs> that's totally funny because that was like that was like a big diss. Don't you think that was yeah. a big diss? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so moving on next to obviously the California wildfires. Okay, um, I just want to bring up really quickly because obviously. Um, the fires broke out. So as of now, the death toll in the latest news I've read is risen to like 25. Jesus. Yes. And this is obviously uh, in the areas of uh, California where a lot of affluent people live and a lot of Hollywood industry types and celebrities live. Just some of the names that were sort of affected. Um, Kim Kardashian and Kanye's house was in this area because it was Thousand Oaks, Malibu, Calabasas, Agora, and Hidden Hills. Lady Gaga, Caitlyn Jenner's house, uh, Rain Wilson, Guillermo del Toro. Um, they also said like Ron Meyer, um, Gerard Butler, Gerard Butler, Robin Thicke. So obviously, all of these celebrities are sending out pictures. I want to just um, can you just bring up the picture? <coughs> ben Affleck t- uh, Instagrammed a photo that is. I'm seeing this photo. Have you guys also seen? I'm yeah. seeing so many people yeah. using this photo. They've they've photo credited the guy whoever took it, but everyone that I'm seeing that's um, that lives up in that area has been using this photo because I guess it, they feel it's a fair yeah. representative of Malibu. just how um, crazy it looked. I mean, there were some um, uh, quotes that I was reading. The rap did an article today that they were saying like the apocalyptic scene, you know, and you yeah. you could see like the way that the stuff was burnt out. The odd thing was obviously one house would be completely burnt out and then the one next mm-hmm. to it untouched. You know what I'm saying? I guess I want to get to this part of it. So um, obviously Trump, everyone waits for his tweet. So um, Trump tweets out um, after everyone. I mean, this is a serious thing. Like people have died. People are evacuating their homes. I mean, you're looking on the news of, of these fires ra- uh, raging out of control. And his first tweet yesterday was, there's no reason for these massive, deadly, and costly forest fires in California except that forest management is so poor. Billions of dollars are given each year with so many lives lost, all because of gross mismanagement of the forest. Remedy now or no more Fed payments. Well, I think that's – Trump is looking for any excuse to give it to the blue states, particularly California. So any any excuse for him to say, hey, I want to pull some federal payments or make some threats which he can't even follow through on. Um, he's going to take it. I think he's also playing to his base because, you know, there's a lot of anti-Hollywood celebrity sentiment among a lot of, you know, the the, the red states, you know, because yeah. Hollywood is, is, is very, very blue. So yeah. um, when they see all these celebrities being affected by the fires rather than, you know, having, you know, some human feelings of sentiment, yeah, they, they tend to pander to, you know, that anti-celebrity, you know. 
So you, you led into a good question of mine because um, – and this is more like a media sort of um, uh, angle of this story. What do you say to like the critics? Because I, I was looking at a lot of the comments that did come from other states mm-hmm. like that. A lot of people are saying like um, – why why do we have to hear like about the celebrities only like meaning like there's so many people affected what do you say to critics that are saying like why is like it's uh, sites but I, I know that they're entertainment news sites so they're obviously going to cover the Hollywood right. angle but what do you say to people that are sort of like why are you like why should we care that Kim Kardashian's house is like why is that any more important than just an average person that lives on her block well, like with Kim Kardashian, I mean, I don't know if I really enjoyed the way she kind of Instagrammed it and stuff and then flying over in her private jet. I yes. mean, that's just, that was not my cup of tea. But yes. then seeing the interview with Martin Sheen sleeping in his car on Zuma Beach and telling um, Charlie and Emilio, hey, I'm okay. I know yes. you can't get a hold of me. Now that made it more real. Yes. Like that can affect anybody. But yeah. the way Kim kind of did it, I was just kind of, uh. But Martin Sheen was like, I'm sleeping in my car. Like, I'm okay. Yeah, at the end of the day, look, these are famous people. So we have a connection to them that we might not have to people that we've never met before. So it's it's newsworthy. I don't think it's that we necessarily care for their homes and not other people's homes. But it's newsworthy. They're famous and they're celebrities and, you know. Yeah. Do you think that there's less um, goodwill sentiment from the rest? Like you just said earlier, like um, when something happens to California, that other other parts. I think Hollywood mainly. I think Hollywood gets a bad rap. Gets a a bad rap. But yet they're always looking for Hollywood to open up their checkbook when there's any other (laughs) disaster in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Can Hollywood send money? Can Uh, Hollywood do a telethon? That's what I find to be interesting because I think as much as Hollywood gets this bad liberal Hollywood elite, uh, elite rap. Uh, that they're some of the most generous people that give to everybody else all over the world and the country when when disaster strikes. They don't send back the charity checks that Hollywood, you know, always no, wants to give. They, exactly. All right. Any other final thoughts besides prayers for for this? We're twenty percent contained now. Well, I with the tweet that Donald um, put out there, Donald Trump, um, the fire department slapped back at them. That's right. And so, I really liked how the fire department put it out there. I was like. Hey, no, it has to do with the winds and climate control. It has nothing to do with the forest Forest. and the money and all that stuff. And I really appreciated how the fire department sat back at him and which our governor, which our governor elect Gavin Newsom hit back to yesterday because a when he said there was going to be no federal fence, they were he had already approved them. Okay, so that you're you're right. He was just playing to the base, Uh, and he did backtrack by the way on his like today he put up another tweet because after the backlash was so harsh he put something like uh, you know the first responders he's right. and and just um you know good thoughts or whatever it's just the thing that was interesting about it you're, you're absolutely right it was incorrect information yet again it was not that our forest um <laughs> that was not true trump okay. doesn't even know what force management means yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. he doesn't even i mean what like oh my god anyway moving on i mean what i said on twitter after he tweeted that i was like does anyone expect anything different than that no if he would have t- tweeted like thoughts and pray on his i would have been like who hijacked yeah. his twitter account <laughs> right. Exactly. He's he's keeping in pattern. He's not breaking away from a shtick. Yeah. The good thing about living in California, we know this to be true. We're resilient. Yeah. We're rebuild. We're resilient. I I, I've been inspired by all the stories of the people directly affected. Yeah. And everybody who is affected, um, I hope they'll rebuild. And they all said they're going to rebuild. Yeah. Whether you're a celebrity or a night. The person next door to the celebrity, they will rebuild, and they have been supporting, and the communities come together, and I really 
have liked to see everybody coming out to help everybody. Well, I just love the um, the outpouring from other celebrities too. How swift it was! Just if you need help, if you need this, how can we help? Yeah. Even our own, you know, after Buzz. Um, executive producer Maria was putting up a lot of like um, evacuation um, places and all the information that people needed yeah. because you don't know how anyone was able to consume or yeah. what they had access to so the more information disseminated yeah. the better. And Airbnb was offering like free rooms for people to stay like come on yep. over oh. and stay with that. So that to me really it was good. like this is when Twitter to me is like a gift. Right. right. You know Twitter can be very um, like uh, the trolls can be really mm-hmm. harsh it could be a negative place but this is when it's good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so moving on from that. Okay, so the movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have either of you guys saw it? Because I'm going to say I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Seen so, it. I've yeah. been intending to see it. Yes. The tra- I, I, was, I'm, I was actually, I'm a fan of Queen. Love, yes. you know, Freddie yes. Mercury's amazing. Yes. When I saw the trailer, I was excited to see it, but when I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'll get to it. I, I, I don't know. It just seemed a little... Uh, just like polished off, and and you know when I read the article as well that they stayed away. What do you want to you want to explain? Yeah, I'll explain away? it to you. Okay. So so basically, um, Rami Malek who plays Freddie Mercury, who used to hang out at the house I used to live in when I first moved in Hollywood. Did he really? Yes, like, man. When he was, he just, was in it. it was when he was in what was the museum movie. Night Nightmare Museum where he plays the, the mummy? The, yeah, the, Night the, Museum the Nightmare Night Museum. Museum. Yeah. Yeah, That's the funny, Night like stayed at the same, what, like a room? No, I used, to, I used to rent, a, when I first moved to, to Hollywood, I used to rent a, ro- a house with an actor. <laughs> I love the, and before he used to they come were out. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would just stand in the corner of the party, like just hanging out, just talking to whoever. He was very shy. Seems like a cool yeah, kid. Totally. Um, so he it plays Freddie Mercury in the movie, and he obviously is al- was already being bantied around before the, sh- the movie even got uh, released about Oscar buzz, okay? Right. And I think it is him, Bradley Cooper for Stars of Born. They're they're two of the front runners, right? So the movie came out, and obviously because Freddie Mercury was in the closet at the time, his sex his sexuality was um, not known, and there's there was a lot of talk of that. Uh, Queen and the management wanted him to keep that to himself. So there was an article from one of my favorite writers, uh, Kevin Fallon, on the Daily Beast. And he really took um, the movie to task because he felt like the um, the movie played fast and loose with the facts about Freddie's sexuality. And they also sort of, um, I don't even know if, if there's a term for it, like we say whitewashed with casting. But like they basically like sort of took out like the, as much gayness yeah. from the movie. There's a raging debate when this article came out, even on um, a lot of social media and Twitter, about it because you have a lot of um, people saying how great the movie is, okay. and then you have another contingency saying how they feel like it disrespects and it has like homophobic undertones because of the fact that it. But it's a movie about Queen. What are your thoughts on just reading that article? Because I, you know, I sent it to you guys to sort of yeah. read. Um, well, personally, I think that. It's about Queen. It's not a documentary. Yeah. So I yes. feel it's a bit more about the band, how we came out to the band, not so much about Freddie himself. Yes. And I feel like if it was about Freddie, if the movie was named Freddie, fine. Then I would expect more to be more detailed in it. But I think it's just a movie. And I feel like yeah. it's about the music and not so much about his personal life. But yes. I mean, I don't know. That's just my take of it. And I heard it was really good. There are some scenes. There are some gay scenes in there. Okay, I heard. got it. Okay. Not like, but it's PG-13. Yeah. So, so I feel I wanted it. the masses to see it. That's why I think they're going Well, with I it. know that, that Remy was actually having issues with the director towards the end of the production. Yes. Because certain things, and I don't know if that was one of the reasons that he was having issues with the director, but the, he just felt that certain parts of the story were not being you know emphasized enough. Um, I, I kind of agree with you, but I will say that 
I feel that Freddie Mercury's sexuality and the fact that he had to be in the closet is part of the story because I think his sexuality did kind of show itself in implicit ways through some songs. Even the name of the band, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, it, 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 they were, they were, he was throwing the innuendo in yeah. people's faces and they didn't even realize it. So, you know, in, in the effort to, to normalize, you know, different people's orientations, I think that they could have maybe... I haven't seen the movie, so maybe there's enough in it, and maybe some people just wanted more. More, yeah. But, but I, I do think that, that his sexuality was a part of his creative process and, and should be acknowledged in the movie, to a certain degree. Well, let me just read you this one this one passage, then, because it, it, he says, The film plays fast and loose with facts in a way that suggests the entire project was born out of resentment from the surviving members of Queen that all these years after Mercury's death, the band's legacy is still so married to their late frontman's outside voice personality celebrity. Bohemian Rhapsody smells like cinematic retribution in which Mercury's posthumously punished that he's depicted in such broad strokes as even crueler, which is sexuality reduced to a partying vice and the so-called nitty-gritty of his full life ignored, a creative decision that led originally announced star Sacha Baron Cohen to dramatically drop out. You know, Sacha Baron Cohen was originally going to play really? him. And he didn't want to because he didn't want to do, I guess, wow. the gay scenes. Like, big surprise there because, I mean, his his whole shtick is not completely, like, <laughs> underlining no. uh, homophobic at all. But I digress. So, um... <laughs> I I feel like this is where I see people that are Queen fans and even like older generation and younger that like that have come to the movie for Rami. I hate to say it, when I looked at the debate, I was very, very um, specific to look at like who's to. Yes, you have a lot of gay community saying it's not a gay enough and they ignored his life. And then you have a lot of straight people that went and saw it and be like, I think it's great. I love it. So it's interesting. I mean, I have not seen it, but I thought it was an interesting story that I wanted to talk about either yeah. way. I think it's we're all going to see it this week. I am going to see it this <laughs> week. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so you know what? Stay tuned. Uh, we haven't reached a complete verdict until we see. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Okay, this is like a funny story. <laughs> so Netflix rebooted, which, by the way, well, okay, there's two folds to this, because Netflix rebooted Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but I put it on and I was like, Short of her name being Sabrina yeah. and there being a cat Salem, I don't see how that's a reboot. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? No, no but it, it looks. It's like more, trailer, it looks Yeah, different. it's more of like a thriller series and like yeah. you know. But it's like, but it's not a. It's, it's not, not a, Serena. It's not Sabrina. It's darker. It's not it's a. Very yeah, dark. it's darker. It's very dark. It's almost like you think of like uh, Vampire Diaries yeah. more in that. They asked vein. her, "Are you? Would you be on it?" And she, like the reboot, and she was like, uh, "No, it's no. not really what my show was about back mm. then." So it's called the the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. They just just said just whatever. It just yeah. didn't even need to be Sabrina. It didn't. Suffice to say, this week, (laughs) the Satanic Temple... Um, is suing them for $50 million. $150 million. $150, I'm sorry. You're right. $150 million um, for copyright um, infringement of ripping off the temple statue. <laughs> that w- Which basically, it's Warner Brothers who's behind the show and Netflix because they're saying, <laughs> this is too funny. <laughs> According to the suit, the temple created statue and based on its icon of redating to the 19th century, the suit alleges that the statue contains several several elements that make it an original um, uh, expression. They basically then go on to say that it's ruining like the satanic church's business by being used That's in this. That's crazy. It, well, the word is their business reputation. They have, they, not only their business, because like what, what kind of business is satanic temple in, but their reputation as if like that's so polished and, and pristine. 
Yeah. So what, <laughs> I think I just wanted to talk about this because of how outrageous and how ridiculous this lawsuit is. And for is. how much money it's, they want. Yes. Because so also the statue only costs 100000 to um, design and build originally. That's the crazy part. Seen, so where I, do they get the, the $150 million? I've also yeah. seen images of that, that statue in different places. You know, I, yeah. I guess they just figured this is like a money grab uh, opportunity. So do you think that this has any merit in your non-legal opinion? I don't think so. Yeah. I Me feel neither. like they're just trying to get press from themselves for mm. maybe their culture. Because who – I would have not said, hey, that's from the satanic right. temple. I know that goat head anywhere. This, yeah. yeah this you know is, what I mean? This, this is their public awareness campaign to get more people to come <laughs> to the satanic <laughs> temple because, you know, attendance has been down the past couple of years. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on from Satan versus Sabrina. <laughs> This week, People Magazine um, awarded its, uh, crowned its Sexiest Man Alive, and it was Idris Elba. Hats off, which I thought was a very good choice. Okay, so you know how we're coming off last year, so I have to bring this up because... Oh, you hated it. I thought last year was such... um, They picked Blake Shelton, and I couldn't believe that we were living in a world where Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Gosling had never been Sexiest Man Alive and you're picking Blake Shelton. And no offense to anyone who's Blake. He's a super nice guy. I've watched so him sweet. on Idol. But is he Sexiest Man Alive? I mean, so, okay. I, as a straight man, can I just be like... I, yeah. Even even Idris Elba, I, I'm sorry. Like, Ryan Gosling, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I, I, I can yes. see. But uh, what's the criteria here and who's picking these guys? Because well, as a straight man, I don't think these are the sexiest men uh, No, it's sort planet. of like... Who, well, it's like... A, it's a pa- you know it's like Jess Cagle who's like the editor in chief in like his panel I guess of like the mass head top of the mass head that sort of and then I think it's a little bit of just to get insidery mm. who are they going to get who can they get to do the actual cover shoot right. who yeah. has movies or TV things around the time but does Idris have anything coming out he I doesn't. just felt like it came out of the blue Is so he- that's why I'm what I bring to my point do you, I f- okay so as much as I was happy that Idris Elba got it I feel like it was in direct response right. like so contrived because we're in this. Um, a period of time where diversity is forefront and everything it felt contrived it, it was like I let's did. get we have to give it to an african american mm-hmm. we're going to get and it's like in direct response to like the country red mm-hmm. state like guy that right. we to me it was like i wish that it felt more authentic to yes. me it was the choice felt completely contrived mm-hmm. yeah. i mean thoughts I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Where's my Chris Hemsworth? Where's my Chris Evans? Like, yes, those the, kinds. The guys that you Hemsworth. actually want to go out with. You know, it's a little... It, it's, there's a little bit of political over... Not political, political as in politics, but just like you said. Who has the movie? Who can... I think Idris is going to be the next James Bond, isn't he? Well, well that's what they're that's wanting. That's what they're to. wanting. They so want there, there could be a little bit of that, too. That yeah. the, You know, they want to put him out there and mm-hmm. sort of see, you know, the response. I saw nothing but overwhelming response. No, everybody right. loved it. But I felt He's like, a gorgeous man, definitely. Yeah. But I joked about it on social media that I was like, oh, okay, well, this is like a make good for Blake Shelton yeah. to the world. So it's like, um, and no, no offense to Blake, but it's just sexiest man alive. Yeah. Hey, can you think besides Denzel too? And I should have checked this on Wiki before. Other African Americans, because because then if you're, There's, I could have even thought Michael B. Michael Jordan. B. I was just gonna say Michael B. Jordan. I could have thought of uh, Black amazing. Panther had a bit. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, um, Chadwick Boseman had a big year. It was just kind of, it was like, I feel like they literally, the editors at People were like, oh, we need a diversity pick because we really screwed it up last year. So here right. you go. And yeah. it's 2018. It's all about that. It just felt contrived. And he's older. But most know. of these sexiest men of the years are. That's why, yeah. I, like, you well, know, pick Ryan a guy Gosling, around 35, he's the sexiest guy in the world. Maybe, like, you know. Like, I'm like, trying to remember, when Ryan, wait, who was the year that, like, was it Chris Pine or Chris, no, Chris, um, 
Was it one of the Hemsworths got the year that one of the Hemsworths got it though? That was the year that like people were picketing outside for Ryan Gosling outside of like in New York. And when are we going to give it to Ryan? I don't understand why. Someone said like an industry friend says that Ryan is very difficult to nail down to actually do. Maybe he doesn't want to do it. Maybe he doesn't even want to do it. Who knows? I don't see him wanting to do it actually. I can can see Ryan trying to avoid it. He's never been awarded. But I agree. Probably he doesn't want to do it. You're right. Probably. So if that's the reason, then fine. I mean, he doesn't want to do carpet. So come on. We're happy about Idris. We just wish it yeah. felt, if we didn't know as much as we know about entertainment and the way the industry, it, it feels contrived. Exactly. Okay, moving on. So, but in this next Idris. segment <laughs> that we call Trump Talks, oh, um, we always like to call, we like to highlight the worst and the worst in the week of Trump. And so this week, <laughs> Michelle Obama, very revealing, her memoir comes yeah. out. So becoming, good. Yeah, I can't wait to read it. It comes out Tuesday. She, um... I did a very um, a candid interview on it airs uh, tonight on ABC. It airs tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Look at you. You're in I that producer it. mode. Woo. You're in producer mode know right it. now, Monica. He's <laughs> <laughs> feeding me notes. <laughs> um, she talked about how, and by the way, she's never um, directly uh, criticized or talked about Trump before this. Like when she even campaigned for Hillary, it was always veiled. You knew who she was. But she basically said in her book that she can never forgive um, Trump for his birther, um, you know, the birther stuff. Because it felt, basically she felt he was putting her family Mm -hmm. and her in danger. I agree. That what if like these, I think the quote, and I'm paraphrasing, like the wingnuts and the crazies um, could have showed, what if they would have showed up with a gun to D.C. and, you know. With the girls. With the girls. And it completely really, I felt, resonated with a lot of women. But what were your thoughts when she, how candid she was about that? Um, Well, that was one of them that I really appreciated, that her saying how she really feels. And I think she's the most honest she's ever felt. But the thing that really strikes me is her miscarriages. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. IV treatments that she had, to, you know, that um, Malia IV, and Sasha to, were both born to to just catch up. The audience were both born out of um, IVF. Yeah, IVF, yeah. and I think that was really like amazing for her to speak out about that yeah. because they look at the Obamas and they think perfect, wonderful, and then yes. she was like, "No, mm-hmm. I had this happen. I had this happen. Our marriage, we go and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's very open." And I think she's very real, and she's. She's. I think it's amazing how she's come out with this, but that nasty not Donald Trump like totally ripped her right after, and I was just like, "Come on!" I think that she, um, again, women. She is such a role model for women because also she talked about how her and Barack have gone to marriage counseling. Yes. Which I think is so refreshing. Like, when people are candid, I just wish more people were real like that and interview celebrities and stuff because I think they would help. I think there's this, um, how do I say it, there's this notion still that uh, people are trying to be this perfect mm-hmm. uh, example for people, yeah. and people don't want perfect, they want authentic. Yes. You know, like the the good and the bad, the warts and all. I love it. I can't wait to watch it and read the book. Now, can people be, I think that maybe people are a little guarded when they become, you know, celebrities, celebrities. because... Um, you know, the people like to bring people up and also tear people tear down. People and, down. And, it, and sometimes when you're too real, you feel a little exposed. Yes. What's interesting about the, uh, you know, this book is that aside from, and she's usually measured when she comes at people, but she's coming straight at Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't very political in the book I'm reading, right? It's 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 yeah. much more personal. Which a lot of people who are hoping that she runs for president at some point, I actually think a book that is not as political will help her, just like Barack Obama's book. 
um, Dreams just, of uh, my dreams father of, yeah. was much more personal because you feel like you really get to know an authentic person. Yes, right. I agree with okay. that. Because even people who um, didn't agree with uh, Barack Obama's policies, always in um, things they were like, I, I like him. Like right. it would be even Republicans say, I like him. I think he's a great guy, yeah. but I just don't agree with his policies. Yeah. And I think that that rooted in what you're saying, allowing the letting the curtain down to really show who they are as people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, in this last segment, before we wrap up, we call it Overheard Hollywood. <laughs> I want each of you to just take a little moment and tell us maybe something you've heard out and about or something you're working on or something some th- that our audience should check out this week, anything. Well, tonight on E! We yes. got the first uh, People's Choice Awards tonight. Yes. So it's going to be great. Nicki Minaj is performing, Rita Ora. Um, and they're giving an icon award to Melissa McCarthy, which I think is be great, and Victoria Beckham for a fashion icon also. So that's going to be amazing. So is that why she was too busy to do the Spice Girls mm, tour? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just think she's Wait, wait were you there last night for the taping? It taped last night, right? The People's Choice? No, it's tonight. I thought it taped last night. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I thought it tapes. It's tonight. It okay, that, tonight, okay, 11, 11. To okay, okay, go Yeah, 11, 11 tonight. Um, so it, it's going to be great, though. I... And okay. then Michael Bublé is getting his Hollywood Walk of Fame this Friday. Oh, nice. And I think okay. it's going to be such a touchy moment because he's had such a difficult year with the with son, the son. Mm. battling cancer and everything. And I, What's the update I with the son? He's clear. He's nice. good. He's okay. good. Noah good. is good. good. So, um, yeah, he's getting that this week on Friday. We'll so look for that. Fun. Yeah. Thank you, Monica. You're welcome. I'm Berto. So this week on the zoo, we got a couple cool things that we're going to be airing. Um, okay. One, Sierra Ramirez, uh, who's a pop singer, she just put out a new record called Bad Boy. She's on the Fosters, and now there's a, a spinoff of the Fosters that she's going to be one of the main stars of. Okay. I should I should know the name on Freeform. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, we ha- we had her on the show, and we had three contestants, uh, three guys, and we're going to set her up on a date. She's going to uh, pick the guy without seeing him. Nice. And then we're going to follow her on a date. That's going to air this week. Plus, um, the Narcos premiere. Uh, I interviewed uh, most of the stars of the new Narcos season. I believe this is going to be the final season. Wow. Yes. So I uh, can't wait for that. Yeah. Nice. We love that. Yeah. Any, any spoilers? Um, a lot of people die. Okay. <laughs> That's perfect. That's the way to end yes. the season, right? <laughs> well, thank you both for joining us. Thank, thank you. you. And really quickly, I just want to tell uh, viewers and listeners where they can find Meet the Hollywood Press. You can find us on AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube. Also, Apple Podcasts, search Meet the Hollywood Press. Rate us, please. Drop us a little review. We get such nice comments on the YouTube pages. Translate that into uh, our podcast, please. Also, Twitter, at Meet the HWD Press. And Facebook and Instagram, at Meet the Hollywood Press. Thank you all for listening and watching, and we'll see you next week. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.